Hello. Hello. To Two Tunes Podcast. I'm Bo. I'm Brandon. And welcome. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the holiday season, Bo. Uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) I I slacked off. Yeah. We just just mentioned this. Me repeating myself for the, the listeners at home. Um... I don't have a Christmas song. <laughs> it's okay. I wasn't I'm, sure I was going to. I was maybe only going to do one for this month. But it, but, but it, I might, I but might it, do a second one. Yeah, but it makes it week. up. It makes up for it because, like, this is right before. I already did some kind of wintry songs. This, mm-hmm. you, hey, Hallelujah is not a Christmas song. Correct. But this could be. My song could be a Christmas song. Do you have Christmas song hot takes? No. Or like things that you I don't have, firmly believe. I don't have hot takes at all. I, I don't know if they're hot takes, but I have takes. I have so, hot cakes and do you and hot Do pocket. you listen to like Christmas music? Not really. Yeah, I didn't. Um, and I don't like to always, I don't like choose to necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, I my mom doesn't drive anymore, so I have to yeah. drive her around places and mm-hmm. stuff. And she, around this time of year, as soon as it starts, she's like, put on the Christmas music. Like, <laughs> so um, I've listened to more of it than I would choose to, mm-hmm. but... I've also like, all right, I'm just going to accept my fate that for a couple hours a week or more, whatever, that I have to take her around to appointments or errands, whatever, mm-hmm. like, I will just, so I might as well just enjoy it, whatever. So, um, for one thing, I'll talk about one of my, my big hot takes involving the song that I'm going to play today. So I'll save that one. Um, but, oh my gosh, like everything just went right out of my head. Um... <laughs> Say. I had like I had like seven thoughts I was gonna say, uh-huh. and now they all just like went away. Oh, here's here's one of them. Yeah. Last Christmas, which yeah, I don't know, do, you, do you do you participate in in Wham again? No, I don't. I okay. mean, whatever. I know of it, and I think about it, and I'm like, did I hear it yet? <laughs> and then I'm like, that's I don't so, like I don't I take it too seriously, but like, yeah, I saw that uh, our fellow podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> you, you talk about that. Uh, my friend Mike, yeah, yeah. who I've mentioned before, yeah, he and his wife have a podcast, which I should find the actual name of so we can plug it. The, the what's their last name? Fair. Is it like fairly uh, something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's so a, he he has he had an Instagram account that was like Mike's fairly good Disney picks or something like that. Okay, which is just like he posts picks when he goes to Disney because he goes to Disney quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Their podcast is called Fairly Cool Disney Podcast. There we go. F e h e r l y cool disney podcast yeah yeah they've got a couple episodes and it's just about disney i believe so yeah because i I haven't listened yet just because i haven't had time Mm -hmm. um but yeah they they are both big disney fans they are now season pass holders um so they're gonna talk about disney stuff cool yeah make us make me jealous yeah that i can't afford to go to disney (laughs) that the the only times i've gone since i was a child were uh, as a teacher basically (laughs) yeah um i went how many times one two three four times maybe mm-hmm. once when i was like super young we went for a day okay so i don't really like it was around thanksgiving we were i don't even know why we were in florida yeah doesn't make sense and then once after my dad passed um we went as as a family mm-hmm. well no before that before that i went for with marching band mm-hmm. and then i went after my dad passed and then i went with my my wife my current wife Mm. <laughs> not that i've been married more than once no. <laughs> but my wife but when we were dating okay so my girlfriend you're now you're my girlfriend girlfriend then now, now wife that's yeah, the way to say that not, not my current <laughs> wife <laughs> my first wife <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, i'm still married know. to <laughs> i make that joke a lot to her yeah it's like you're you're gonna be you're so good like my, i hope my second wife's as good as you <laughs> jeez 
amazing. All right. Anyway, so my my take on Last Christmas is yeah. that the Wham version, which yeah. is fine, mm-hmm. is the is not the best version. That like almost any other version is better. Okay. Not, and I'm not saying it like it's terrible and all the other stuff. Like, but I just think that every every other version of it I've heard is better than the original. Okay. Which I just I think is. Is it because it came out in the '80s? Maybe. And, like, yeah, it might be really... a product of its time a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The Paul McCartney uh, "Wonderful Christmas yeah, Time" yeah, yeah. banger. Also, really? I, I like the theory that that's that it's like a a song about them about to do like some like weird pagan rituals yeah, yeah, yeah. and then people walk in it's like ah we're just simply having a wonderful christmas time over here i don't know what you're yeah, yeah. i don't know what you're you're thinking we're doing but that's it yeah so i had other hot takes oh, yeah they all went out of my head i i called my friend aubrey the other night because she was posting a lot of stuff about christmas songs mm-hmm. and i like had to call her because i was i was driving and i was seeing the stuff and i was like i just need to get all these hot takes out and i like i lost <laughs> i lost all of them maybe because i vented them into the universe there you oh, go christmas shoes worst christmas song ever Oh okay, because it's gross and weird, and I think like you, it's like it's a weird manipulative. I think you, song. I don't know if you I told, probably have mentioned it because I hate that song so yeah, much. Yeah, I think you have probably <laughs> told me not to listen to that song, but to listen to it. Um, it was either you or when I think of that song, I think of uh, the Homeless Gospel Choir. Okay, but I think because they made two songs called Pittsburgh Shoes and Harrisburg Shoes. Okay, <clears throat> so like that was that's. That's why when when I hear Christmas yeah. shoes, I'm thinking of those two songs. Fair enough. Yeah. So speaking of having a wonderful Christmas time, mm-hmm. well, actually, do we have any any dumb bullshit to talk about uh, at I the beginning know. of finished, the episode? We finished our graduate semesters. Yeah. You don't know your grades. I know mine. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be an A, but yeah. like, what is it going to be? A one hundred one? Is mm-hmm. it going to be a ninety eight? Yeah. What's it going to be? I actually at, at some so in the last class, I you can put in, because it's in Canvas, and you can mm-hmm. put in, like, what if I don't yes, do this? What yeah. if I don't do this? Oh, I'll get a C? Okay. The last, the, the project is 150 points, where everything was, like, either 10 or 20 points mm-hmm. the entire time. And mm-hmm. then this last project is 150 points. So I'm like, what if I don't do it? Oh, I get a C. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do that. I, I need to get at least a B <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. But, like, really, it's like, I need an A. We had... Because... Um... I don't know if this is factual to everybody, but I mm-hmm. think graduate school is easier than your undergrad as far as like getting A's. And I think it's that way because A, you like the material. Yes. Because you're choosing like, well, I'm yes. doing this and I mm-hmm. love, like I'm not going to take a, a master's <clears throat> class in something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Also, you well, for us, we're, well, for me, I should say, because <laughs> you're not doing this, you're taking it one class at a time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you could just focus on the one thing and mm-hmm. get like a decent grade. Yeah. In this stuff. I think I found that too, even when I went. So, my college history is a little weird, but like I did most of my undergrad and then went to this other school in Iowa for two years mm-hmm. to get my associate's degree. But while I was there, I did way better mm-hmm. than I did in my undergrad. Not that I did poorly in undergrad, but just like it's it was kind of like, oh, I've done this. I know how to do college now. Yeah, yeah. There's there's that factor of mm-hmm. it too, and I treated it like a master's program. Like I wasn't taking gen eds. I was only taking the music classes. Yeah. Like I was there for this specific purpose. So like it, I, like you said, it's not easier. I think it's just a. It's subject material you really care about. B. You're probably not taking as many things. Although in SWIC that was like I was because I was mm-hmm. in the thing. But also you have done college before. You get how to do college sure. to an extent. You know better than you did when you were 18 
Yep. So, yeah, that's the thing that I've found about it. And I, I've said that ever since I went to SWIC of like, oh, no, I definitely did better because, like, I know how to do college now, <laughs> like, correctly. You know, I could still have fun and whatever, but also I was like, no, I got to get my stuff done. And so, yeah. There this you go. Oh, we, you were talking about points and grading and thing. It made me think of, so for my three classes that I took, yeah. my ranging class, for the most part, things were like 50 points, 100 points, like that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and then my um, improv class, we would have to do multiple things per week. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like sing these scales in all 12 keys, sing these arpeggios in all 12 keys, sing this transcription, like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like little things. All, everything was four points. Okay. Until, so like, you know, if you had four things, 16 points, five mm-hmm. things, 20 points, that kind of thing. So then that was true up until the last two assignments, I think. Uh-huh. One was like just do these two things, eight points each, and then the last one was do these four things, eight points each. But okay. they were also that was like our final. So, yeah. but it was just funny. It was like sixteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-four, sixteen, sixteen, thirty-two. <laughs> yeah. And then my um, my uh, research class every week we had to read articles and write about them, or whatever. And those were three point three points a week. <laughs> so that was interesting. Well, they probably were trying to like make it ten points. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It was. It just was interesting. Three point three points a week, and then we had uh, bibliographies, which I never really saw an official grade for. I think she just gave you an A. Gave you an A on it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of hard to do poorly on that. I guess mm-hmm. the the annotated portion, I guess, which was our our final for that class as mm-hmm. well. I guess you could do more poorly on, like, if you didn't read the material or you didn't write about it well enough. Yeah. You know, I guess, but got an a so okay. doing okay who's first this week i'm i'm first you are first so i was listening to oh, what's the guy's percy name? thrillington yes <laughs> i was listening to some percy percy thrills thrillington, thrillington. Mm-hmm. um no i was listening to the cory wong podcast mm-hmm. and it just came out of the blue of like they're like oh my god that like the best post-millennium Paul McCartney is chaos and creation in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's that? And then like, I started deep diving into Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. not realizing that like, like solo Paul McCartney. It doesn't. Well, yeah. Solo ish or well, just non Beatles, non Beatles. Yeah. Which is yeah. most of his output. It really is. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I didn't realize. So solo, Paul McCartney, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 albums. Mm-hmm. And of course you're like, well, you know, like as the Beatles, it, they put out an, at least an album a year for, because it was their job. So yeah. let's, we're going to put out albums. That's our job is to write songs and mm-hmm. put out albums. And he kind of kept that, I wouldn't even really say kept that going because it was like 70, 71, and then 80, 82, 83, 84, 86. Mm-hmm. It started to kind of be like, okay, now it's a, and, but now it's not so much. But, um, so I was like, well, what makes it the best or whatever? I'm like, mm-hmm. why does, why does Corey Wong think that's this? And then like, there's, they talked about one, one of the songs. It's not this song, but I don't know why this one popped up first. Oh, because I was like, play Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. And then this song popped up. Okay. And I'm like, this is this is decent. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty simple Glockenspiel part there mm-hmm. on on the on the left. 
And then I listened to the whole thing, and then I started deep diving into, like, what it was. Mm -hmm. So it was produced. It's really like a collaboration between him and the producer, because he had him and his band, and the producer, uh, Nigel Godrick. Mm -hmm. Do you know who that is? I know the name. Okay. Well, he was like, I just want to work with you. And apparently now Godrick can be a dick. Okay. Like, there there were some, some production weird things where... It was like, now Nigel refused to allow me to sing songs that he didn't like, which was very cheeky of him. Um, but it was just, it was just them. It was just those two mm-hmm. in the studio. Um, Paul played most of the instruments. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he played, he didn't play all of the drums, but he played drums. And then like, there's some string arrangements that obviously he didn't play all the instruments, but he played almost everything. Mm-hmm. In this song, he played everything but the strings and the drums. Okay. But also I want to I want to point something out cuz in in his uh Wikipedia page um there's a whole section of like his instruments mm-hmm. that he plays. Mm-hmm. And um what is it? So as it's going down there's like drums and then he's like, you know, he played drums on these Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. And then it's like he played drums on all of McCartney one, two, and three, and some in this, mm-hmm. and like, and he's also played drums on these people's records, and then it's like a Foo Fighters song, <laughs> and I'm like, he played, and like, I it's off of a uh, Concrete and Gold, the mm-hmm. record, and it's the song that that uh, Taylor sings on, oh, okay. so it's like, okay, well, it's like, well, what did, what did Taylor do if he wasn't playing right. drums? So and, he, he or, was, or Dave didn't play the drums yeah, on it, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like you've got. Two, two, real, two of the best rock, rock drummers in your yeah, band. Yeah, and you're going to get Paul McCartney <laughs> to do it? Okay. Yeah. But then when you listen to it, first off, like, maybe because I'm like, I'm like, noticed, like, oh, Paul McCartney played drums on this song. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to it more. Should I'm like, best. No. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So. Or he, is it Bernard Purdy? Or who's the, who's the one that. The, Pete Best was in. No, no, no. Pete Best was like the original drummer. But who's yeah. who's the guy who's like the non one of those guys that was like they say he actually played like most of the drums on things it was like just an article that came out recently everybody's like it's it's bull it's it was Ringo like just he's fine okay (laughs) but uh so that's like it's it's now Godric who produced Radiohead and Beck Mm -hmm. like almost all of Radiohead's records speaking of Paul McCartney and Beck yeah do you know this story and Taylor Hawkins okay they've all come up now there's some story that like if I don't know when it was like at the Grammys one year the three of them were together Mm -hmm. and they tried to go to the rapper Tyga's party okay and got denied (laughs) yeah and there's like TMZ footage of them like outside of this club and like trying to get it and like they're nice about it like they're yeah, being yeah. polite they're not like don't you know who i am kind of thing yeah, yeah. but there there's a moment i guess like where they kind of like like the bouncer opens the door and like they kind of all peek their head like hey it's us i don't know if you <laughs> i don't you know, know if you know this guy here yeah and then they just don't and so then they're like well all right <laughs> i th- i think i've seen uh what is it tmz photos of that yeah as well yeah so um so the only thing that I have like about this song specifically mm-hmm. is that it was originally faster. Okay. This is the longest song on this record. Mm-hmm. So it's five minutes and seven seconds and everything else is about three minutes long. Mm-hmm. So this is the longest one. And they're like, Oh, it changed how it was um, when they decided to slow it down. Mm-hmm. So here is 
Riding to Vanity Fair by Paul McCartney from the Quarrymen. <laughs> uh, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. Mm-hmm. really interesting how close the vocals are mm-hmm. and dry they are you know? this is from like 2005 right? yeah 2005 you put me down but i can laugh i've not really listened to much solo mccartney yeah i haven't either i have this. a live album of his from like the 90s uh, which i remember listening to a lot like when i was that age yeah um, this this album is very good start to finish yeah I know. Um, I think Sammy Ray, or I know it's I know it's Sammy Ray, but I think the album is Ram. Okay. I think she like raves about that one. I've heard yeah. other people rave about that one as well. <laughs> that, like that's uh, the second one. That's what that um, uh, the Thrillington record. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's instrumental versions of that record. Oh okay. Super like kind of minimal. Mm-hmm. And like, cause there's just that bum bum on the Glockenspiel, and then like we've got the, the roads and the, the right hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a drum fill that's gonna come in here. It's the only drum fill in the entire song, mm-hmm. and it's like because like the drums right now are like very background. When this drum fill comes in, it's not fancy yeah. at all, but it just sticks out because it's like, oh yeah, there's the drum fill. It's yeah. very prominent. Like do do do. There's like three hits maybe. I'll use the time to think about myself. The definition of friendship apparently ought to be showing support for the super compressed. Like the string arrangements are nice too. Just three hits. Doom, doom, doom. And then the guitar Who's solo. Who's this song about? I have no idea. Um, like, it's clearly like a, yeah, yeah. a diss track, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> or just a, like, the, and I thought you were my friend kind of thing. The here. guitar solo is really interesting because it's like, it's two guitar parts, and like, but they're all, all played by Paul. And like, they're, they're feeding off of each other, mm-hmm. but it's like, but they were recorded separately. Yeah. So it's very much like, do, 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 and it's like call and response kind of thing. Yeah. What was it that Corey Wong really liked about this? Or his guest or whoever it was that said? Um, well, first off, the guest was a drummer. Okay. Um, and I don't know why it was brought up. It just came out of the blue. But they're like, oh, post or post-millennium McCartney, this is the best album. Okay. Which is like, what? what's that album? And then I listened to the whole album. They, were, they weren't talking about this. They were talking about a song called Jenny Wren. Okay. And how that was like really, really good record or uh, song on the record. Keep hoping for friendship, but 
Cello fill. <laughs> oh, drum fill that time. Cello fill. This is all just outro. Yeah. Harp. I think he actually. He, I think that's him. I mean, it's not like it's just. Yeah. Glissando. So imagine the original being faster than this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to either, because I think like this is really. Yeah, I really like it. You said the whole album. The whole album is really good. good. Like it's mixed. I mean, of course, why why would it not be mixed well? Imagine like a crappy Paul McCartney mix. Yeah. Like it's like you really messed up, man. But like the whole yeah the whole record. Uh, the artwork is really good, cool, cool too, because it's like a really older photo, mm-hmm. like of Paul McCartney, like in his parents' backyard, mm-hmm. um, and his brother took it. His brother's a photographer, mm. so go listen to some more just Paul McCartney and mm-hmm. not like the top. I don't know. Maybe I need to dig into to more. Yeah, more of that. Guy I think from the, the only solo McCartney, and this is him doing covers, was that I've listened to mm-hmm. recently. Was that Kisses on the Bottom album that he did at Capitol Records? Do you know that one where he just did like a bunch of old standards? I see it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's good. It's really nice. But the band that he put together is incredible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Covers of traditional pop music and mm-hmm. jazz, and they recorded it at the old like, um, uh, Capitol Records, like like where um like Frank Sinatra would have recorded and that kind of stuff. Yeah, Capitol Records. Yeah. But, like, I think they even used, like, some special mic that, like, Probably. only Sinatra really had used and, like, all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious. The band. It was 2012. Okay, so it's been a little over 12 years. But the band. Where is it? Personnel. Here we go. So, Paul McCartney, obviously, on vocals and guitar. Diana Krall. Oh, my God. There's 31 tracks. Stevie Wonder's on it. John Pizzarelli. Eric Clapton. Bucky Pizzarelli. Uh, John Clayton. Christian McBride. Kareem Riggins. There's more people. These are just people that I that I think most people would know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Hamilton, who I've met. Uh, Mike Maneri, the London Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> um, I like that they put the names of the kids stuff. that are in the child's choir. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But yeah, it's like this who's who of, of folks. And then Alan Broadbent, who did the string arrangements, I guess. Like, he's a big name and all that stuff. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. Super, super cool. Yeah. I'm going to dig even more into um, Paul McCartney, his solo stuff. His This record sounds really fun. Yeah. Super long, though. Well, okay, so there's 14 songs on the original. It's like 50 minutes long. And mm-hmm. then there's the complete kiss. Uh, kisses on the bottom, complete kisses. 31 tracks. That's way too long, too many. Oh, and there's also like different... Like, there's the record, and then there's, like, the live record mm-hmm. as well. 
And there's uh, at I, least two songs that were written by McCartney on here. Okay. Yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while, so. Yeah, My Valentine and Only Our Hearts are by them. But um, here we got some Irving Berlin, some Billy Hill. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. My turn. It is. All right. So. Uh, one of my Christmas hot takes is about the song "This Christmas," so I was I was like, "Oh, perfect! I'll just you know bring on Donny Hathaway's This Christmas." We'll listen to it. So as I was finding the version, I I didn't realize that there was a like sort of the original version and then like the radio single. Mm-hmm. It does kind of make sense because that was sort of a thing, you know. Bands would do slightly different versions of something, you know, and then you'd have the radio single. Maybe it has like one less chorus or whatever like doesn't have the outro or the intro or the middle part or the middle part whatever so for this one uh the only real difference i think is that like the solo sections like a little would have been like so from the original this christmas to the sing to the one that's on the radio that everybody knows yeah the two main differences are one the mix the mix is pretty drastically different mm-hmm. i would say and two is i think it's the the radio one's a little bit shorter mm-hmm. so then as i was listening to the two of them and deciding which one to bring mm-hmm. the original one which has the fuller mix i don't love the mix also mm-hmm. like there's like this drum part in like the right side that's like too loud and like too present for them for the most part the tuba part which i didn't know there was a tuba part in is very prominent and almost like a little too much as well and some other stuff and then it's just like a little long because it has like a little longer outro and some other stuff and then i was like well i guess i could just play the radio single that's the one that everybody knows and i was listening to i was like man that mix just isn't as good like i think that when i hear it on the radio too but then i just think well maybe it's the radio and whatever but it's just not as good and then i was just like on spotify and like seeing that there's you know there's a million covers of this and whatever and there's one even with like donnie and his daughter layla like she's a great singer and um whatever and then i saw this one with pink sweats which is the version we're going to listen to and i've been meaning to bring pink sweats to the podcast like on their own not doing this song Mm because i didn't know they did this song and so i picked this version of this christmas where it's pink sweats with some donnie hathaway on there because i think it's a good representation of like what the tune should be like the mix is good there's a lot of things that are more prominent in it um and it's obviously like a little more updated because this is from like 2019 yeah. you know so it's like oh if donny hathaway like wrote this song then it might sound a little bit like this kind of thing you know it's not yep. like super updated super changed but but anyway my big hot take with this song is it's got its own built-in tritone substitution in the harmony okay yeah yeah and it's so prominent and it's so hip and so cool. And then there are so many versions of this song that people take that out of. Mm-hmm. They just get rid of it. And I don't know if they think they're doing something hip and cool by, by oh, load if we do like a chord substitution here or whatever. And it's like, no, he already, he built in the cool chord substitution, mm-hmm. which is called tritone substitution. For, so real quick That's for everybody. middle now. Tritone sub- substitution. Yeah, yeah, man. You, yeah. You've been using that term since we had that one class. <laughs> I mean, you've been using it. Oh, I've been a lot. using it way longer yeah, but, like, than that. You, you bring it up all the time. Yeah, because it's a cool, it's <laughs> know, a cool use of harmonic stuff. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm okay. just saying that's your. That's so your nickname. the short version is this tune is in. I believe it's in F, 
And so at one point he wants to go from an F chord to a B flat chord. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he wants to go from the one to the four, but he wants to give the four a little bit of prominence. Mm-hmm. So what you would normally do is turn the one into a dominant chord. Mm-hmm. Dominant chords' whole job is to go to tonic type chords, which are chords that feel like home. So the main home chord is F. But he's trying to make B flat feel like home for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the normal way you would do that is take your F triad and turn it into an F dominant seven chord. Mm-hmm. Boom. Five of four makes it feel a little bit more like home, makes it feel like a little bit more like you want to go there. Mm-hmm. That works. The other way to do that is to take that F seven chord, keep the third and seventh of it, which are A and E flat. Okay. It's been a minute since we've talked music theory on this podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. bring it in. We're so A, a and E flat are now the third and seventh and the, of that the, chord. By the way, this would be really good if you have a piano. We should probably. Uh, like, yes. We're not going to do it. No. Is that plugged in? That's not plugged no, in. No. Like okay. It would take like 20 minutes. All right, to something get for you all to do at home. <laughs> get to a piano. <laughs> play a low F and then play an A and an E flat somewhere around middle C. That gives you the the root third and seventh of an F7 chord, okay? Keep that third and seventh, but replace the F with the note a tritone away from it, which is B natural. And now you've created what's called a tritone substitution. And all you've really done is changed one note because that E flat and A or D sharp and A, if we're thinking enharmonically, are now the new third and seventh of that other, of this B chord. And that's what happens in the thing, in the chorus. Mm -hmm. He goes B7, and then it drops to B flat. It just creates this little half stone thing, half step thing. Cool, and it's really cool. It's very prominent in this song, and so many people get rid of it, and it's lame. So anyway, this is Pink Sweats and Donny Hathaway this Christmas. So the only thing I wish it was still like the real instruments, like the real horns, instead of yeah, either processed or fake it's it's yeah it's it's definitely more electronic yeah this is pink sweats by the way singing right now by the way the bass part in the original and in this version is still pretty great here it comes. That's the B natural to the B flat. This is Donny Hathaway. Is it a sample? It might be. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Is it, he's is, not re-recording. Is he Donny Hathaway still alive? I don't believe so. Okay. So they're just taking his vocals. Yeah. That's awesome. He passed away in 1979. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this is a great connection. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll talk about it after this, though.
there it is again. Yeah. I just keep, I just like this version. It's like an updated, like I said, and it yeah. keeps a lot of like, other than not having live horns, that's like the one knock I have on it. But again, you know, if he's going for a full electronic thing, um, this guy is a producer and singer and stuff himself. So, you know, he maybe just did all the things. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty great. And I like that he brings in the original Donny Hathaway vocals in the second verse. And All right. Two things I want to, let's see if I could do it. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to play it from the beginning. I want to, I want to listen for something because okay. I think what's happening is during um, the Donny Hathaway versions, mm-hmm. they're throwing in some distortion Okay, because it's, it's, because it's the original mm-hmm. vocal part. So I'm trying to listen if there's distortion or if it's just the headphones mm-hmm. that we're listing through. Hang on the mistletoe, I'm gonna get to know you better, yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is the exact part. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. My world is filled with you and yeah, there's, there's more distortion. Okay. Like in the... Just overall, it just there, it, distortion in the way of like making it sound older. older. Yeah, yeah. So like throwing it in there. Okay, so going back to Paul McCartney and the Beatles. So mm-hmm. they they recently released the final. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I don't know if I'm going to. Okay, well here's here's my issue with it. Mm-hmm. So you're starting with something that's old, mm-hmm. and then you're adding new technology on top of it, mm-hmm. and that original thing, which is the main vocal part. Mm-hmm. doesn't sound like everything else yeah that makes sense. it's it it all this new stuff mm-hmm. to make it sound like a beatles song they should make all the new stuff sound old right versus let's just pile on new stuff and then like then you have this old vocal and it doesn't really work yeah i think it works with this also in the in the beatles song the vocals start mm-hmm. the song so it's like it starts old and then it gets new yeah. new sounding mm-hmm. with this you start new and then you have like this kind of like flashback moment mm-hmm. with the with the the older vocals so mm-hmm. it's kind of like i can imagine so uh what was the the there's another oh, who was it it was like the guy and his daughter oh um in the 90s yeah uh nat king cole and natalie cole yeah so they did a she sang along with him on unforgettable where, where it was it was the video was like her in a concert hall and then he's on a screen i can see that the same thing here yeah where like if there was a video they're like in an apartment or whatever and then like when his part comes on it's on a tv and mm-hmm. it's in a black and white tv <clears throat> and since it's christmas it's like oh you know like we're like gonna gather around the, the christmas tree and watch donny hathaway on tv or whatever yeah well it's like there's this from last year i think so I said Layla Hathaway, Donnie's daughter, mm-hmm. did a duet of this song with him. Okay. Um, there's a video for it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to see well, how, how it is. Yeah. But this, this my, my initial thought is that this works mm-hmm. because they also kind of like, I think they're adding distortion to it, mm-hmm. which makes the other stuff sound old. It kind of gives it a little vinyl crackle. To be like, okay, well, this is now we're like in this older section. Mm-hmm. We're trying to match the new with the old, versus what they did with the Beatles song, which is like they're just like, whatever, man, we don't care. People are gonna buy it. Yeah. Oh, this isn't like a real video. It's just a the song over top of a thing. A visualizer. Yeah, I thought they maybe did a video, but I guess not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this Christmas, that's a that's a Christmas song I like. That is. It's a great Christmas song. Mm-hmm. It's a great version of it, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. 
cool it's when, uh, I, when i looked up the original too and it had like like the track list and like who's on it like yeah. donnie sings he plays keyboards uh-huh um because he's a great keyboard player as well and then they had like a trombone and a barry sax player listed yeah but like there's very obviously trumpets there's very obviously tuba yeah. like i said and then they just didn't have those folks listed so All right. let me you can try to find out well where did wow this is probably in the same place this was on wikipedia is where i found the by the way chris chris brown and john legend did a version yeah of chris brown's not great yeah yeah, on on, I mean, I so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the stream's fault. It can also be like where the like the the streamer got the information from. What's, where where did a, you get the info? Oh, you got it probably Wikipedia. Off. Like, okay, yeah. So like, I'm looking at at Apple Music where okay. where it's there's just the um, Donny Hathaway, John Little John, and Jack Jennings. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And so that's percussionist, guitar vocals, and then lead vocals. Mm-hmm. And then it has the the composition, like who wrote and arranged it. And then, and then it has the production and engineering. So like Donnie being the producer, and then like a recording engineer, and then a oh, bunch so he of played other... the bass part too. Nice, good for you, Donnie. That's a great bass part. Yeah. Ooh, I have a Dolby Atmos. Like Christian's thoughts on. Yes. Yeah. What? What? Who am I talking about? Who's Rich? The... Rich. Jeez. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Come on. Like he's he's stuck Cri- with us Christian. The whole Christian time. and Rich were the big like contributors. Yeah, big too. Christian. Sorry. I don't think... Rich. I'm sorry, Rich. Christian. I don't. think... It's Christmas time. We got Christian on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think Christian's been listening. I think I almost said Christmas actually. Because they they, they sorry, used Rich's, to commute very Rich's far. Thoughts on it. On, they used to commute plane. far away, so yeah. they'd be listening while their commute. But now mm-hmm. their commute is very short. Fair enough. And now they don't. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, Rich. I'd like your thoughts on the bass part. Yeah. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> He's going to be like, thanks, cool, yeah. no. All right. Oh, by the way, on the Wikipedia yeah. for the song This Christmas, yeah, uh, you get like the credits, you get the history of the song, which mm-hmm. just says, like, oh, they wrote a Christmas song. And then there's a, I won't name them, people can find it. There's a particular singer whose version has their own drop down. Oh, okay. Which I get Wikipedia, you can just people can make edits yeah, like, yeah, yeah but this person clearly she or her representatives Doge, or whoever Doge like, when it no when it, it's somebody <laughs> I've ne- literally never heard of oh okay and it's like oh i'm so thankful to amazon for helping me like put this version together and blah 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 and then there's another one that's like other cover versions which is like long, like that's no that's where yours belongs gotcha. like in the other cover versions but yeah. anyway so yeah this has been two tunes yes and happy holidays Yes. Because this is the Tuesday before Christmas. No, no, it's not. Isn't it? No, it's like two Tuesdays before Christmas. No, I think this is the Tuesday before Christmas. I'm pretty sure it's not. Anyways. Is it? Is it the 19th? Oh, it is. Yeah, man. Never mind. All right. Well, then then I'm playing another Christmas song after Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Deal with it. I got my weeks wrong. (laughs) We record ahead of time, so. Yeah. You thought this was like, we're recording this week. Yeah, follow so, yeah. us on social media, share, like, subscribe, do all the things. Join the Discord. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe.